This episode of the Nerdball Podcast is sponsored by Jake Paluski at Real JP Multimedia. He does the music for this podcast. He has produced this podcast. If you need anything audiovisual done, he is the man to see at realjp.com, R-E-E-L-J-P.com. Let's start the show. I'm Michelle Dalton, and I am a uh, coach of uh, cross-country, track, rowing, and triathlon. And this is the Nerdball Podcast. Is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. Great. All right. Well, Michelle, thanks for being on the podcast today. Um, I was, I, I've known you for uh, a few years now. Um, mm-hmm. You took over uh, shot and disc duties from me. Yes. Um, and that was, it was cool to see someone want to coach something that they've never coached before. <laughs> yes. It was an interesting experience. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but it was, it, you, you, I could tell you really wanted to do well because you're like, oh, I got these books and I was watching these videos and I'm like, I don't even, didn't even get that stuff. <laughs> no, it's, I, I think it's, um, you know, like these kids are awesome and I just wanted to make sure they had a good experience yeah. and, you know, and, and like I said, I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> better now, but so, and then of course then the pandemic hit. So. Yeah. 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 And that really put a damper on the first season. <laughs> yes, <laughs> two weeks. Ex- yeah. <laughs> The, I know even with, with football, when kids ask me, like, hey, um, what what are we supposed to do if this happens? And if I don't know the answer, I don't make it up because I think that's I think it's not good for them. I let them know, like, hey, I don't know, but I'll find out. Yeah. You know, and I think that's important. Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, well, one of the reasons – I want to talk about coaching and everything, but I do want to – you just got done running your – you're wearing your Iron Man T-shirt yes. from Chattanooga. <laughs> uh, first of all, that's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it, to, to know somebody who's, who com- – competed in that and did well you pr by an hour by an hour yep um how many ironmans have you done that's my third okay so yeah my number three <laughs> and have they and they've been all different places yeah i've been really lucky the first one we did in uh mexico in cozumel oh, wow and that was beautiful yeah. that was really lovely um and that was 2016 and um yeah i did not do well there <laughs> it was tough and then the second one i did was in louisville kentucky mm-hmm. But they shorten the swim because um, – so you, you kind of swim upstream for a little bit and then you turn around an island and come downstream. And the current was so strong that you couldn't go upstream. Oh, really? <laughs> so you went downstream. And it was point – I think point nine instead of 2.4 miles, that was point nine of a mile. But the current was so fast, I did it in like 14 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you just let it take you. You literally could have just floated down and you would wow. have been fine. Um, so we don't count that one. <laughs> and then, yeah, this one was my third. So. so so what? we'll go back to the first one. What made the first one hard? Is it because you didn't know what to expect? Yeah, you just have no idea. Like yeah. I've, I've been doing triathlons for 15 years and I've raced the um, and half, many half Ironmans, which is half the distance of an Ironman. Uh, mm-hmm. But an Ironman is just – it's brutal. And um, that one was just a lot of learning about how your body can cope with that kind of stress. So I, I didn't get my nutrition right. I cramped a lot. Um, and I basically had to walk a lot of the marathon. So yeah. it, it was just, it was tough. And, you know, a lot of mistakes were made, but, you know, I kind of learned from them and yeah. moved on. And, and so this third one was executed perfectly. Just uh, the run was a lot tougher than <laughs> what I had, uh, had anticipated. Yeah. Is it be- obviously because of the things you did before? Is the, is the run the last thing? Yep. Yep. Yeah, so you so swim first, then bike, then run. Yeah. So, so it, it, uh, Man, I just run in a marathon. It yeah. seems incredible. And you do that on top of the, yep, yep. the you, other thing. You do the little run at the end of the little bike. The, and the little <laughs> swim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do, you, do you do it with, or have you done uh, this this one or any other ones with friends? Or yes, just, all, all of them. Yeah. Um, so the first one, there was, oh, I, this is when we lived in uh, Michigan, mm-hmm. and there was about 20 of us racing. That oh. one. So that's why we decided to do the first one. So my husband did it as well. Okay. And we'd always said we won't do an Ironman until we've got two kids, that they were a lot bigger. Uh-huh. But then everyone was doing going down and we went, oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll go down and do it with them. So um, we both did that one. That was, and it's really cool when there's more people out on course and going through the experience with mm-hmm. you that you know. Yeah. The second one, um, there was a few people less, but there was a few people down there doing their first one. And one of the athletes I coached was doing his first one in Louisville, so... That was really cool to see him finish. And then this one, there was about five people that I had known, for, again, from Michigan that yeah. were doing it on the day. One of my girlfriends, very close girlfriends, it was her first 
uh, oh. Iron Man. So it was really cool to have that experience with her. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, I was going to ask you, 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 know, you mentioned coaching. Uh, do you have a coach for this stuff? Yes, I have a coach and I am a coach. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I have a um, – my he's my boss and my coach – um, and he has been for oh, about seven years now. Mm-hmm. And he's awesome. I, I love working with him. I've learned so much. Um, he's, he's amazing. And uh, um, he's Mark Olson from Athletic Mentors. And he's, he's just really good at what he does. And, you know, I think we've learned so much, you know, together. And, uh, you know, he'll keep coaching me because I have a sub 12 hour my goal. Oh, yeah? <laughs> That's my goal. Ultimate goal is to go under 12. Um, obviously not on a course with um, as many hills as this last one. <laughs> Because, you know, around here, the, the hill training is on, on point. <laughs> yeah, you need to find an Ironman in Ohio, yes. <laughs> northwest Ohio. I could sneak flat. <laughs> but what, is a, what does a coach do for – because whenever I think of even, let's just say, marathons or, or, or even swimming, you're, just, you're doing it by yourself. So what does a coach help? So there's lots of different things, you know. So um, technical elements of the swim, bike, and run that, you know, you can, you can do, but, you know, a coach – like. I suppose to give, to step back a little bit mm-hmm. in the business that I work in, um, we all have different specialties. So I'm swim. My, the guy I have is, is his bike and then we have a run coach. And so if I don't know the answer to a bike question that one of my athletes have, I can go and ask those questions. So mm-hmm. in terms of swim, it's all technical. So you want to know that the person is doing it swimming as well as they can to be efficient through yeah, the swim. Yeah. So because I'm a remote coach, I'll get video and I'll look at the video and go, okay, so this is what you need to work on. And so then I'll put in my athlete and say, okay, this is what the drills, you know, like drills you do for football okay. and things like that to improve yeah. a certain technique. We do that for swimming too. Okay. So you'll go and, and, and do that to make sure that they're swimming better. Um, for the bike, there's lots of different things on the bike. So bike can be, you know, it sounds like go ride a bike. Anyone yeah. can ride a bike. But in distance racing, there's, there's all sorts of things. You don't want to go too fast. You know, you don't want to blow up too early. You want to make sure you're riding your bike well. So um, we talk about cadence, so you make sure that you're turning your legs over at a certain speed so that you're not burning strength. And so people will ride their bike in training and we'll get data back. So they'll, they'll typically wear watches that give us um, heart rate and power and cadence and all sorts of metrics that we can go, okay, we want to do this and this and this. And then you put a program together to help them improve that bike based okay. on the, the metrics that you're getting. And, and then... For running, same thing. You want to look at heart rate, um, you know, pace and, and, you know, like in everything else, we train, you know, not just at one speed. So, you know, you're putting a program together that's really individually based for that person for the race that they're doing. And you can buy a canned program, you know, off the oh, internet. Oh, sure, yeah. But a coach will sit there and make it for you. Mm-hmm. So we'll say, Lorenzo, where's your strength? Where's your weaknesses? What, what, what goal do you have that you want to achieve and, and work to putting that together so that it's, it's not just a generic plan. It's something that's specific to you and your goals. Mm-hmm. And we can look at the data daily and go, okay, what are you doing? And a lot of people get a coach too for motivation. So if I have an yeah. athlete that's not doing something, I'll go, what are you doing? What's wrong? You know, let's, what, why is it? Why aren't you doing something? Let's talk you off a ledge and, you know, get you back into the game for the goals. Because, I mean, like Ironman training, it's not cheap. Oh, <laughs> like, I would imagine. These yeah. races aren't <laughs> cheap. You know, and you're paying a lot of money to achieve that goal, so you want to make sure that you're getting there, and, and a coach can help with that. I say that—that's what you got. I mean, everyone that wants to do Ironman or triathlon, they know how to how to ride a bike. Yeah. They know how to run. They know how to swim. But coaches are to fine tune it specific, yep. like yeah. make it b- this much better. Especially for an Ironman, like you know, these races start at an entry fee of six hundred dollars, so wow. they're not. And then that's you, most of them aren't. You know, over there, you have to pay accommodation, yes. and travel, yeah. and all of those sorts of things. And, and a lot of people don't finish. And, you know, I, I mean, there's things out of your control, like if your bike breaks or whatever that, you know, you could have a coach and that stuff still could happen. But a lot of people don't finish because they don't manage their day well mm. because they don't know. So a coach will sit there and say, okay, this is where I want you to do on the swim. And then the other thing that you think about in these distances is nutrition. Yeah. So how much am I eating? When am I eating? What am I eating or drinking? Um, and making and a coach, like my, you know, when I put a plan together, I'm like I, every five miles, this is what you're going to take yeah. nutrition-wise on the bike. So, you know, and this is what it is. And, and then we get on the run. This is what you're going to have. And, and that's where a coach can really nail it in because your nutrition, if you don't get your nutrition right, your day's done. Yeah. So, you know, there's all these steps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and things yeah. that, that pieces that put together that, you know, people that, 
like one thing that Ironman has done a really good job of making these races accessible to anybody. Okay. And you see everybody out there on the course. You know, you see your fit professional athletes that make you want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see the 46-year-old mums like me yeah. doing it. And it's, it's really cool to see. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, but there are insane – in those things, there are also problems of people not doing it well and, you know, not having a great day. And I think that's where a coach can sit there and help. Yeah. Well, I, I even see that a little bit when I would coach track and I'd go to a different school and their coach would ask, like, hey, how do you how do you get them to do that? Or some schools didn't even have a throwing coach. And, and, and so, you know, I'd be out there and I'd be talking to them and helping them. But, but just having a coach that knows what they're doing, um, knows how to fix little things, yeah. can really propel an athlete to get where they got to go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, like, and, and I think that's one of the things I love about coaching is, yeah. is being able to help someone, even in, in track, you know, like the, this year for throwing, watching these kids develop skills that they didn't have before and use those skills and improve over the course of the season, it's really awesome to see. Yeah. And it's really rewarding. Um, I think as a you know as a coach to go oh wow I did that yeah <laughs> like, yes that's it pretty is. cool <clears throat> definitely uh, do do you find it hard to prepare for an Ironman um, but also coach or do you do that at the same time or, or if you're preparing for one do you step back from that stuff too no it it, it is challenging like I I had a, like I said I had an uh, this Ironman I had an athlete doing his first um, down there and so getting him ready. It's good and bad because I think it's a shared experience. So, you know, what he said he liked was, you know, I like the fact that I can sit there and go, this is what I'm doing. You know, this Mm -hmm. is what I'm like, you know, you're talking the talk, but also walking it as well. So you're being a part of it. So on race day, I I find it really difficult to be a coach. Like I'm so nervous and I'm so anxious and I'm, you know, waiting for my day and trying to execute my day. That I, I, you know, I, I'm very upfront and say, look, I may not talk to you on race day, but yeah. then don't, I don't talk to anyone. So <laughs> you know, it's like, don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, and then after it, what was really challenging. So he, he had come down from Michigan to Chattanooga and his family couldn't come. So he was by himself. And, mm. and that's always a tough one yeah. when you're doing something like that. And I had a lot of friends down um, helping and supporting us. And you never know how you're going to feel at the end of it. You might be still walking and moving or you might be what I was doing, which was crawling around on the ground wanting to die. Uh, So I, I had said to him, look, if I'm not there, someone will be there when you finish. Um, cause he finished in 16 hours. So I was long gone by then. I say, what was, what was your time? My time was 1239. Okay. All right. So yeah, I wanted 1230. (laughs) So Uh, I've been agonizing over nine minutes (laughs) for, for a week now. Um, but yeah, he was 1608. So you have 16 and a half hours to do this race. So he snuck it in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, if it, being the first one, I, I would imagine a goal, um, is to finish. Yes. Right. I mean, that should be in my mind, that should be the, like, Hey, this is your first one. Your goal this it's year finish. Let's finish. and enjoy it. Like yeah. we always tell the first time is just enjoy it. Like no matter what happens, you know, and, and your race can, all sorts of things can happen during 16 hours of a day. Yeah. So, you know, we always say like, whatever, no matter what happens, slow down and finish, enjoy the finish line because the finish line of an Ironman, it, it's really the most amazing thing. Like, you know, at, at midnight, it's wall to wall people cheering you as you come down and you high five wow. as you go through and they call your name as you cross the line and they go, you know, Michelle Dalton, you are an Ironman. And it's, oh, cool. it's awesome. And it's, it's really emotional. And, you know, it's like this culmination of all these months of, yeah. sacrifice and training yeah. and to get there to the finish. So, and a lot of first timers are finishing in that 15, 16 hour range and it's phenomenal to see. And, and it's unfortunate this time I couldn't stick around. I, <laughs> I needed to be taken home. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> you needed some IVs. And- <laughs> I, needed to, I needed to just get out of there. Yeah. Um, but you know, like there's been ones that we've watched and it's just, it's, I've cried. Like it's, it's, you know, these people have sacrificed so much and their mm. stories are amazing and to, to see them finish and, and, you know, achieve that goal, it's, it's, it's an experience I don't think I've, I've seen in a lot of places. It's really cool. And, and it is something that, that I would imagine not a lot of people, you know, can say, I did this yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, it's very unique. It is very unique. And it, like, we, we talk about it in the triathlon world as though everybody does it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, sure. no, they don't. <laughs> because I think, you know, like, I mean, I don't see myself as any different from anyone else. And I always mm. kind of say, if I can do it. You know, it, it is, as long as you train for it, you know, and you're prepared for it, it, it is doable yeah. for, for people. It's just the, the, I think the training is somewhat harder than the race sometimes yeah. 
because it's a lot, you know, it's a year's worth of sacrifice and training and weekends and getting up at six o'clock on a Sunday to get on your bike and, you know, getting up at five o'clock in the morning midweek to get a run or a swim in before everybody wakes up. You know, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of, I can't have that second drink because I have to get up and run tomorrow, (laughs) you know, when everyone else is enjoying themselves. So, you know, I think that's where you sit there and the finish line becomes just amazing because it's just, wow, this is, I did it. This is what I was working towards. This was the goal. And I've done it and it's over. (laughs) Yeah. Are you more excited that you did it or that it's over? Both, I think. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like it's, I, I, it's so funny because you, you finish and like the last couple of weeks of training, especially like I had, you know, these are when you're on long days. So seven mile bike, sorry, seven hour bike rides and, you know, 20 mile runs and, you know, it's, you just exhausted and it's just done and you just want it done. You're like, Mm -hmm. I want my life back. It's done. And then now I'm like, Ooh, when's the next one? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure after the last cramp is done. (laughs) Yeah. Now that I'm walking again and eating (laughs) solid food, it's, uh, (laughs) it's like, Oh, I could do one. I could do another, but no, I, how, how long does it take you to recover? Um, so I haven't done – this is like – was a Sunday? So Monday I was a mess. Um, I was walking okay on Tuesday, but we drove home on Tuesday, so getting out of the car was like, oh. it's like ow, ow. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm okay now. I don't – I think I could probably run again. I haven't run with the kids this week. I've been on my bike uh-huh. this week, so – that's been okay. And, and I've sort of said to um, Sean, you know, when we're at meets, go, give me somewhere on the course I can walk to. Because <laughs> I don't think I can run. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think next week I'll start doing slowly things again. It, you know, recovery is is individual. This has taken me the longest. Yeah. And, and I think what, you know, I spoke to my coach, you know, you sort of do the post-race briefing and I've, I was disappointed that I missed the nine minutes because it's nine minutes. It's like, oh, my God, you know, yeah. if I just did this and I just did this, I would have yep. made yeah. it. And <laughs> just overthink it. Yeah, yeah, overthink everything. And he goes, well, how would you feel at the end? And I said, well, I didn't walk and it was a disaster. And he goes, so what did you have left? You had nothing. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like if you put it all out there, then recovery is tough because you literally pushed – you know, it's an incredibly horrible thing we're doing to our bodies. Sure, yes. <laughs> so, you know, so you, you uh, yeah, so recovery has been tough this time. Yeah. And I'm just being, and because I don't have anything else I have to really turn around and train for, I'm taking my time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that, you know, just being upset about that nine minutes is is uh, kind of what I would tell the throwers. Like, hey, they'd be mad because they didn't get first place. Okay. Yeah. But you PR let's be yeah. happy about PRing, yeah. Right. Yeah. And that only lasts for a little bit because they're, <laughs> you're competitive and they're competitive yeah. and they, you know, I want to do this better. Okay, good. But let's, let's enjoy it a little yeah. <laughs> somewhat. Let's enjoy right? it somewhat. And, yeah. and you know, it is. And, and I think I've, I've come to terms with, I really don't know what else I could have done. The run was, you know, I had a great swim, great bike, but the run, it was just hilly. And when you don't have hills to train on, um, I think mentally I just wasn't prepared for it mm-hmm. and I just struggled and I couldn't get out of it. You know, like we talk about on the marathon, you, you go up and down, there's a lot of dark spots, you know, and there's a lot of great. And I, there, I hit a couple of dark spots and I, I really struggled to get out of it. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I was just trying everything and I knew, like I knew I had five hours to do this marathon to get me under 12, which was great. I banked all this time, but I just, it was just too hard. Yeah, <laughs> It was just really hard going up some of the... I mean, these hills, you know, we don't see hills like this around mm-hmm. here and you're just looking at it going, oh God. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you get over one and you're like, wait, there's another? There's another one? Yeah. Like, how many hills do you people need? <laughs> <laughs> Can you share, please? Yes. Can we just have one of these? <laughs> wow. Uh, did, did you, uh, so I'm sure you've, like you said, you thought of when the next thing is. Yep. What is the next thing? So the definite next Ironman will be in 2025 um, when I turn 50 in Roth, Germany. Oh, wow. So my husband did this race in oh, 2019, I think we went over, uh, for my another girlfriend's 50th. And um, the girl I did Chattanooga with, both of us just went, yep, we're doing it. Oh, <laughs> so nice. 2025, the girls are in college. That'll be the next one. Yeah. And, you know, I'll do other races in between then, but that's the next Ironman. So do you do, do you, you'll do other triathlons oh, yeah, and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the 70.3s, which is the half distance, I'll do another one of those next year. Um, and yeah. I like that distance. It's not a huge training load, so you can, it's, it's not too bad. You and, say it like you're walking around the block. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 It's you know, only a four hours, not seven. Uh, <laughs> but um, I'll do the, yeah, October next year. I'm, I'm taking time off. Like I've been yeah. doing this for 15 years and... You know, I, I look at um, a training schedule for 15 years and I don't want to do that for a while. <laughs> so I'm okay. going to take some time off and just do things that I like because I want to do them. And yeah. I'll still do stuff. I don't think that'll ever change. Mm-hmm. I, I like 
being active. Um, but I just, I have no training. Yeah. <laughs> which is well, nice. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't have to go, yeah, I have to do this today. I'm like, I want to do this today. <laughs> well, yeah. And a lot of that too, like I, I always talk uh, about during football season with my wife because she has to run everything while I'm at practice and games and stuff. And football is seven days a week. So I imagine the same thing with you, like your husband and your kids have to know like, hey, mom's going to be gone. 10 yeah. hours today. I mean, we've got teenagers, so most of my training is done when they're asleep. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, they sleep till yeah. 2. I get home and they're like, well, what'd you do? I'm like, I just rode for 100 miles, but what'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> I just got up. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's easier now. Okay. But yeah, like, you know, we have one daughter that drives, which I think makes life really good, mm. but one daughter that, um, you know, she's not driving yet. So yeah. we have to manage. And that's why we only do them. Like we did the first one together, but since then it's always been you do an Ironman and I've got the family got and then you swap. So yeah. there's no way I think, and that's why we've kind of said once 2025 20, hits, we can both race again, mm-hmm. the Ironman together. We do 70.3s at the same time. Cause it's, like I said, it's more manageable and you can, you know, do that um, on the time that we have, but an Ironman, no, we need <laughs> one person at a time. <laughs> Uh, have you ever done an ultra marathon or any of those? Oh, no, super... I have no desire. <laughs> those, oh, I don't know. Do you know David Goggins? I don't know. Okay, so he's he has a book, um, and he was, uh, I think, I, he was on Joe Rogan's podcast a while ago, and that's why I listened to him, but he was a giant dude and decided, like, hey, I'm going to get into shape. He was ended up being a Navy SEAL and an Army Ranger, oh, wow. I think. Um, but he, like, he, he would do those... Ultra, and I th- and there might even be more than ultra marathons. There's some like one, there was one in the in the desert. Oh yeah, I, a friend of my husband's has done that one over in um, Saudi Arabia. Is that where it is? I don't know, but yeah. these things sound insane. Oh yeah, and and he does all that stuff, and just the way he taught would, would talk about it, and I'm like, this. I mean, I have no desire to do any of that, <laughs> but I just didn't know if that was something that you ever thought about. No, no, I I like I said, running is not my favorite thing um, to do. I, I much prefer to swim and bike, and and I don't like doing standalone marathons. Like okay. I don't mind the marathon at the end of a triathlon because you, you don't run it and you get to train on the bike and the swim mm-hmm. as well. But running, just running, it's my body can't do it anymore yeah. and I don't enjoy it. And I've, I've, I've got a, a girl I work with um, who loves that stuff. She does yeah. ultras and things all the time. I'm like, oh, you can have that. <laughs> <laughs> really, I mean, you know. Somebody's got to do it. I, I'd rather do a like a distance swim than a distance run. Really? Yeah, I'd I'd much rather do that. Well, do you think uh, when you're training for an Ironman, do you um, because you don't like running as much, but all that other stuff is still endurance, right? Mm, endurance, yeah. endurance, motion, and and for your lungs and all that stuff. Do you do you take that in, in the account? Like, hey, I don't need to concentrate as much as running because I don't like it, or is there still specific things? No, you, you still running. You still need to do the running, and I'm very fortunate. I run with the kids, and I like running with the cross country girls. Like, it's you know, I run every day with them, and it's it's lots of fun. Uh-huh. So I get the volume there. And I don't like it's. It's kind of difficult. I don't not like running. I love sometimes putting my headphones on and just going for a run is yeah. is really lovely. I'm just frustrated because I'm not good at it. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. So like you know, I, I'll get out. You know, this this last one, I was the third woman in my age group out of the water, which you know because I love swimming, and I I think I, I you know I like the bike, but I have to hold back the bike because I'm not a strong runner. And then when I get on the run, you know, like I spend my life being passed by people uh, <laughs> just because yeah. I'm not, I'm not built to be a runner. Yeah. Like I'm not that lean kind of tall, you know, lanky. Like Sean Murray. Like, yeah, like Sean Murray. <laughs> like I don't look like that. <laughs> I, I'm really like, my body is really great for biking and swimming, <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, running is not natural. So, you know, it's, it's, it's good and I like it. I'm just, I think it's not my favorite thing of the three mm-hmm. to do. And, uh, but ultra running, I just, I think my body would die. Like one of the reasons I took up triathlon was I started out running. That was all, you know, like I started out doing half Ironmans and sorry, no, half tri, what are they called? Half marathons? Yeah. Don't know. I don't do them anymore. <laughs> half, <laughs> half marathons. That's how kind of I got into this sort of endurance okay. sport. Um, but my body just took its toll. I'm just, it's just, my joints don't do just running. So mm-hmm. the biking helps take a lot of the pressure off and, you know, you can sort of get fit, but not run all the time. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you find um, when you're coaching somebody, do you let them know, like, hey, I'm not good at this? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Running is like I, I can – I mean, it's like anything. I can – you know, there's always people that are better than you. So, mm-hmm. But in coaching, it, I don't think you necessarily need to be better Correct. than – You know, you just need to know what you're talking about. So – and they you know, like I, I'm very forthright. Running is not my specialty. Mm-hmm. Swimming is my specialty. Um, and biking, like I've, I think over the years I've, I've really gotten good at the bike, 
And I, you know, I credit that to the, my coach and as well as my husband. My husband's a cyclist and, you know, riding with him has been really good. You know, he'll say, don't do this, don't do that, you know, or like some days we'll go out and I'll just try and hang on as much as possible <laughs> to his back wheel just to try and, you know, hold on. So yeah. those sorts of things I think make you better. But you learn from that and so then I can impart that on my, my athletes and mm-hmm. say, okay, your bike needs this and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I, I know of those three things, none of them sound enjoyable to me, but I do enjoy riding my bike. Yeah. Uh, it is, it's cause for whatever reason, because I don't, I mean, I just ride it. It's yeah. like, it's like when I, if I go for a run, I don't, I'm not super fast. You know, same thing with the bike. I think it's just, I don't know, it just seems easier maybe, yeah. because everything's so smooth. Yep. You know, there's no, when you're running, there's no hard Yeah, there's no impact. Yeah. And I've never, I don't know how to swim very well, so <laughs> that just doesn't. I don't know. I've, I've never, we never grew up with a pool in yeah. so I've never swam really. I think so. it's, yeah, it's different. Like, I mean, growing up in Australia, you learn how to swim before you walk. Mm. You know, everyone has a pool, there's oceans. So, yeah. you, you know, I, I think that's why I love swimming so much. You just grew up with it. And my grandfather was a surf lifesaver. Oh. So we would go to the beach every summer and, you know, learn how to swim and learn how to ride the waves and be out in the water the whole time. And I think that's just, it's just grown from there. And I remember the day I could beat my grandfather in swimming. I was so excited. <laughs> he was so mad. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> it's like that, oh, damn it, she's here. So then he would like race me and put fins on. I'm like, no, oh, yeah. I just finally beat you and now you're putting fins on? <laughs> just one more challenge for yes. you. Yeah. Uh, so when did you, when did you leave Australia? Ten years ago. Oh, okay. So 2000, no, 2011. Yeah. yeah, we landed in uh, February in Michigan. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. It's a good welcome it's a, to America. Nice. What the hell is this white stuff? <laughs> How do you drive in this crap? <laughs> Have you ever been here before that? No, that was, uh, I'd been, so my husband used, worked for Kellogg in Australia. That's okay. that's how we got over here. And he would come over all the time. And I, did, look, I didn't know where Michigan was. Yeah. I knew where Chicago was because that's where all the John Hughes films were filmed. <laughs> And, you know, you know, New York and Los Angeles, but that's, yeah. you know, that was it. I didn't know where Michigan was. I had to look it up on a map. Oh, that's where I'm moving to. Um, and so I came over in January to look for houses and schools and stuff. And that was my first time in America. And it was, you know, like in, in Australia, we learn about America through movies. So, you know, mm-hmm. the yellow school buses. So the, I was out there with the realtor and this yellow school bus goes past and I'm taking photos of it. Oh. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's real. The buses are real. <laughs> it's not just in the movies. So there was so much about that. It was like, oh. And then the snow was just, I mean, it doesn't snow where, you know, in Australia. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, like learning how to drive in it and it was a disaster. So like, wait, school's closed? Yeah. What do you mean school's closed? <laughs> I can see it from my back fence. Get there. <laughs> you know, wow. so, and then buying clothes. Like, I remember that we, we landed in, was it February? And then around March, we thought, oh, we'll go for a run. You know, we kind of settled in. And so I put my best Australian winter gear on to go for a run and I came back and I went yeah we're gonna need more clothes (laughs) (laughs) wow it was just it was such an eye-opener how cold it is and you know like but life goes on you know that was the thing that really amazes me is it snows and everyone's like yeah and go Mm -hmm. like are we allowed out in it like what's the rules (laughs) wow and 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 you've been here for 10 years what do you have you I'm assuming you've gone places, not just for Ironmans, but gone on vacation and stuff. What are some of your, your spots that you like here? Or if you have family coming over, like, hey, we want to come check this out. Well, when we lived in Michigan, like going up north, mm-hmm. up to um, up sort of that um, Traverse City kind of area up there, um, Sleeping Bear Dunes, we still go there every summer. Oh, okay. It is beautiful. It yeah. is one of my favorite places of anywhere I've been in the world is sort of that upper Michigan, largely because it's, it's not crowded. I don't do crowds. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I love it, you know, and you, and you get onto the beach and no one's there. Mm-hmm. You know, you can find, and it's really hard to find those spots in Australia, those beach locations that are just yours, yeah. you know, and you can find that up there and, and Lake Michigan is just gorgeous. Um, I really like Colorado. Okay. We've been out there a couple of times skiing and, and my husband did an Ironman out in Boulder. And I always said, if, if not in the Midwest, I'd live in Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just it's just beautiful and built for being outdoors. You know, like mm-hmm. I think in Australia, you're outdoors, you know, like because you can be year round. But in Colorado, it's just gorgeous. Yeah. Um, the only other place I really liked when we only just went there last year was uh, Hocking Hills. Oh, yeah. We went yeah. down there for our wedding anniversary and we went mountain biking, which was a disaster. And <laughs> Wait, why was it a disaster? So my husband loves mountain biking. Yeah. I, I, I'm, it's, I'm okay with it. Yeah. And I said, fine, if we're doing it, find an easy trail to do. So he does all his research and we drive for like 40 minutes to find this trail. <laughs> 
And he goes, it's, we're a little bit of, you know, single track first and, and then we'll get to the easy trail. Oh, my God. It was like an hour and a half of this oh boy. horrible terrain. Oh, my God. And, like, we were walking our bikes up and it was just, I was miserable. I'm like, I don't want to do this on our anniversary. Like, happy anniversary. <laughs> happy anniversary. Wow. It was just a disaster. And then we finally find the trail that was the easy trail, but they obviously don't maintain it in, in mm. December. And so we couldn't find it half the time. So we're like, is it over there? Oh, is it no. over there? So we, we finally get through this, like, being two hours we get to the road, and I'm like, I'm going back down on the road. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. I'm going back down on the road. <laughs> did he follow you or did he? No, he came down. It was like, it started to rain. And he was like, yeah, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> Have you been to Oak Openings? They got a uh, trail Yep, we've there. been there. We've yeah. That's a really cool little trail. I, like, yeah. I don't love mountain biking. It's, you know, it's okay. I'm not great at it. Yeah. So I tend to be, if I'm not good at it, it's not my favorite thing to do. <laughs> like, never do that again. No. Um, we've done a little bit of mountain biking up in Michigan. It's huge. Um, yeah. And there's a big race up, up in, back in Traverse City called Iceman, which is a big mountain bike race. And it's like thousands of people oh, do really? it and it's really huge. And um, so we've done a couple of those races, but they've always been a disaster. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll just watch you on the sideline with the beer in my hand. And <laughs> I'll watch you finish, honey. <laughs> <laughs> That's my kind of favorite spectating for that race. <laughs> yeah. Do you, uh, do you ever do any cross country skiing? No, I've never done that. No? I've always wanted to. I've yeah. done downhill skiing, um, but not cross country skiing. So it's definitely on my list of things to try. I've never, I've never thought about like skiing here in general because, like we said, it's so flat. Uh, when I work, uh, I work for the Metro Parks, and I worked when I first started. I worked at Providence Metro Park in Grand Rapids, and one of our duties that I really enjoy doing was. Uh, to set the track for cross-country skiing. So on the back of our um, little ATV, we'd put this weighted thing and we'd drive and it put tracks in there for oh, the skis to, to go, go through. Yeah. And is yeah. that on the towpath? It is, yes. Because we mountain bike there. Oh, do you? Yeah. And I like we've got fat bikes so you can yes. go in the snow. And yeah. I've seen tracks and I just thought it was the bikers doing the tracks. So no. that's you guys. Yes. it's we, we put those tracks in. Every time it snows, we'll put them in there. Oh, how cool. Yeah. And it's, it's really cool. And, and people, I mean... I did it. Uh, we did it every every time it snowed, and then sometimes we go through it again because it became really popular. And I think people noticed that hey, we're doing it more because yeah. we hadn't done it a lot in the past, from what I understand. So we were doing a lot more, and people people seem to like it. Yeah. And have you ever done it? I have not. No, Never. no. It seems difficult. <laughs> it does. It seems I'm like going, oh, I don't know if I'd be uh, good at this. Yeah. But I definitely one thing. I've got lots of friends in Michigan that do it because mm-hmm. it snows so much up there that yeah. you know to get out you have to kind of love either skiing or biking yeah. or, you know, doing stuff. Yeah. I've run in the snow up there and it was like, – people are okay. weird up there. <laughs> Wait, go. the people are weird or the person running in the snow no, is but, weird? Well, because the first time I saw it, we saw someone running in the snow. We're like, what is that? Yeah. And then we would go and do it and, like, your eyelashes freeze uh-huh. and your hair freezes and <laughs> it's just – but it's awesome. But, yeah. yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> no, it's the uh, – the cross-country skiing looks fun. Uh, but also it's one of those things I don't know if I would enjoy it, and then it costs money to start. Yeah. So I'd hate to be like, hey, I'm going to try this and then no. not like it. <laughs> just go, no, here's some skis that will sit in the basement and yeah. <laughs> be used. Yes. Or I, the for me, it's the winter I decide to do it, then it doesn't snow no. a lot. You know, <laughs> yeah. we never get to do it. We get to do it. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's on my list. Um, and I didn't realize that you guys did that because mm-hmm. I love the towpath down there. In the, the yeah. metro parks here are amazing. They're, yeah. they're just so cool to have all these open spaces. You know, free, mm-hmm. um, and it's accessible to everybody. You know, like you don't see that in a lot of places, yeah. which is really cool. That's one of the reasons we love living here. And we've gone like that. That um, Grand Rapids. That you know, uh, what is it? Where do you start from? White Waterhouse. Uh, What's the first? The towpath. Yeah. So Farnsworth uh, is it Farnsworth? Farnsworth Park. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. from Farnsworth to Grand Rapids is nine miles. Okay. So we we've done that bike a lot, and then. Sometimes running along there too in the summer, it's yeah. beautiful because you can just run and it's shaded and it's soft and it's it's a really nice place. I just was looking on my phone. There was pictures from last fall when I was there of the pictures because I would go and I'd, we have a tow behind blower and I'd blow all the leaves off the towpath. So I was taking some pictures and how cool it looked with all, in the fall yeah. with all the leaves and everything. Oh, it's beautiful. I can't wait yeah. to get back. And that's a nice thing that the Ironman's over. I can go and do stuff like that and yeah. just hit the path and take the dogs for a walk and you know, ride the the back out there and it's it's beautiful. And the side cut the side cut park is the other one we really love. Oh yeah. It's really yeah. pretty down there. The coolest thing I like about the towpath is not a lot of people go to this, but there's a shelter in the middle of it called Ben it's Benview Shelter. Yeah. Right where the river bends. Yep. And I like when I go down there I would just hang out uh, for a few extra minutes just to just to sit there because it's really cool. And 
the shelter doesn't get used because if you park at Benview parking lot, it's still like a mile yeah, to yeah. the shelter, so people don't really ever rent Go it. There. It's a three mile mark on the run. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's beautiful. We do like I, my kids. My eldest daughter sometimes will run, so I ride her bike when I've been doing long runs with mm-hmm. me. And we always stop there and have a drink and stuff, and it's just it's really pretty. Yeah. And you're right, there's no, never really anyone there, mm-hmm. and it's by the time you get to there and beyond to Grand Rapids, it thins out in terms of like that middle section. There's not a lot of people on the trail yeah. there. Yeah. It's really quite lovely and quiet. Yeah. And then as you get closer to Grand Rapids, people coming from that side um, tends to pick up again. But it's it's just so beautiful. Yeah. Well, I I like. What I'm learning with the Metro Parks too, I've been there almost two years now, is like there's such unique things at all yeah. these parks. And, you know, we're adding on to Glass City Metro Park. Yep. We're starting phase two. And that, like some of the cool, like there's this amazing like um, play structure for kids. You know, yeah. there's going to be this new building. There's an ice skating. We'll have ice skating yeah, there. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's crazy how much, like how ambitious people are at the metro parks and wanted to get stuff for everybody i think it's awesome i think there's more more of that needed to to put green space back for people to use Mm -hmm. to get out and use it i think it's really cool to see like you don't see a lot of it in sydney big city really uh really challenging to find that stuff so to see it here it's and being able to use it it's it's awesome because my daughter rose at um down there at Glass oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She, the rowing sheds are down there, so we're down there quite a bit, yeah. and you know it's really cool to see what they're doing and and how to open it up and get back down there because we don't typically go downtown yeah. a lot, mm-hmm. and so like when we saw all the plans for it going, oh, this will probably make us get down there a little bit more, yeah, which is cool, and that's the hope, and that it brings in other people and businesses and stuff too because we're from the from the drawings where the metro parks are going from middle grounds all the way five miles on both yeah. sides you know it's it's really going to open everything up and it's it's cool because there's cool riverfronts other places and that's even when uh, my sister lives in louisville and we were down there right next to the river for some festival and fair yep. they had and it was really cool just to be right there by the river yeah i've swum in that river <laughs> did you <laughs> it's pretty gross <laughs> <laughs> yeah where, where is it? so so that's funny where is um Where's the grossest place you had to swim? That one. Is it, <laughs> is it just because it's like, is it like the mommy gross? Yeah, it's that muddy, okay. like, uh, you can't you know, see. I was only in it for 14 minutes, so it yeah. wasn't too bad. Okay. But <laughs> it's, well, actually, like, we went down for a training because that's where I did the second Ironman, and, mm-hmm. and we went in the water and we kind of swum up a little bit. And I'm like, going, oh my God, I just don't drink anything. Don't oh, about It's just a little, but it's, I mean, it's not bad. That's probably the worst body of water I've, I've had to swim in. Where do you where do you train to swim? In the Y. The Y. Yeah. yeah. It's hard around here. There's not a lot of open water that you can get into. The um Team Toledo Triathlon Club, you can go to uh New Orleans. Is it New Orleans? No, what's it called? Orlando. The the park up there and swim in the reservoir. But it's like usually on night times, Wednesday nights, and our kids have too much going on. Yeah. So we, we find the night stuff, or I find the night stuff really difficult with the kids. So if I can't do it in the morning or the day, it typically doesn't get done. Uh. So I don't get a lot of open water, but then because I'm a swimmer, I don't, I don't mind as much, you know, like I, it's, it's okay. I don't freak out in the open water and, yeah. and let's face it, I started off swimming with sharks. So <laughs> <laughs> dead bodies don't worry me. Oh. Yeah. I, I am terrified. I, I'd go to my friend's ponds and stuff, or even we went this past summer, we went to one of Mateo's, um, friends, was one of his baseball coaches who went there and, and I jumped I jumped off this high platform they built and it just it terrifies me that I can't touch the ground. Yeah. Because I'm like, there's no way I'm making it back up. Yeah. No, it's coming coming up. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah the the nicest swim we ever did in a race was in Cozumel in Mexico because mm-hmm. it's just clear water and there's fish underneath you and you know, you can see where you're going and that that was really beautiful. And we had a friend, one of our friends doing it. He goes, I swam extra because I was chasing a stingray. <laughs> Oh my like, what gosh. are you doing? <laughs> he goes, yeah. He goes, it was really cool and I was watching it and I didn't want it to get away. So I just kept swimming after it. I'm like, oh I my spent God. six hours in the water, <laughs> yeah. but I almost got him. But I almost got him. <laughs> I was out to sea. That's funny. But it was really cool. Yeah, Cosmo's beautiful. We're in this <laughs> nice part of the world. So, yeah. <laughs> um, well, well, I do want to talk about your coaching. You, you're coaching now. Your season's still going on. It's, it's yep. wrapping up soon, right? We have NLLs on Monday okay. and then the state is the 24th. All right. And you've you you've been coaching them for four years, four now, years right? now, yeah. yeah. Four years being the assistant coach with Sean, so yeah. it's been awesome. How'd you how'd you come to do that? Did your daughters? No, no, daughters? God, no. My kids don't run. They don't, <laughs> oh, they don't do anything. <laughs> no, like that, no, no, but okay. rowing and dancing. Okay. Um, no. So when we moved down here, when when I worked in Michigan, I worked with athletic mentors, and and we did a lot of um, 
we went to some of the companies and did sort of the ran the in-house gyms in there and I had my coaching and we worked at the gym up there and when we moved down here there wasn't the same kind of facility to to jump in with um and so I actually emailed um Chuck Jaco at the high school my resume and said I can coach running swimming you know potentially other things this is what I want to do and there was an opening at the junior high so he forwarded over to it wasn't Scott at the time. It might have been the other Scott, Scott yeah, Buker. Scott Buker, yeah. yeah. And so I met with Scott, and they offered me volunteer at first with the um, girls cross country coach, and I said, "Yeah, absolutely." Just yeah. you know, because it, it's finding things to do, you know. So, um, so I did that, and a year later, and then I became was volunteering with the track in the spring. Uh-huh. And then um, a year later, it was a paid position, and I've been there ever since. And, awesome. and I love it. Like yeah. uh, I, I love working with the junior high. The kids are great. The teachers are great. You know, the staff is great. Um, and then uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I got into it. And then I, I um, also picked up rowing as well. So I rowed in college. Oh, yeah. And then um, I help with their strength and conditioning through the winter. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes go out and sort of help them on with coaching rowing. But I'm not nearly as good as that because <laughs> I only joined the rowing team because they were the best looking guys on campus. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I, so you didn't row until college? No, I, they, we didn't have rowing at school. Oh, so okay, okay. I, when I went to college, um, my girlfriend and I, so in Australia, the first week is called orientation week or O week mm-hmm. and all of, we don't have sororities and fraternities, but okay. we have like clubs. Got it. And so the sporting clubs and the other clubs kind of have their thing out. And so my girlfriend and I went around and literally just went, okay, they're good looking. Oh, no. <laughs> that's awesome. So we joined the rowing club because they were the best looking guys. And yeah. um, that's how I started rowing. And I met my husband there. So it kind of worked oh, out. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was just going to ask you about that. Yeah. We I met. Say, does he know about that? But clearly yeah, well, he, he was, does. Well, he was the best looking guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, uh, I started dating him in, yeah, in college. What's, and what college did you go to? Uh, Macquarie University. Okay. In Sydney, nice. Australia. Yeah. Don't, don't ask for us though. That's a- <laughs> We are, we are rowing. The rowing team wasn't. Uh, <laughs> we were a good party team. Sure, yeah, yeah. Hey, there's, there's got to be some of those around, right? Although one of our friends, one of the guys we rode with, did row in the Sydney Olympics. Oh, that's and awesome! And that was really cool to yeah. see him. Uh, they won silver against the US. The US oh, got gold. Nice. But it was just really cool hometown watching guys yeah. you know row. It was, it was pretty awesome. Well, that's cool. We had there's a girl I went to high school, Anna Tunnicliffe, who who was in the Olympics. Wow! And uh, she's, a, I think she was a senior when I was. Um, uh, junior, she did sailing. Yeah. Um, and her, it, it's cool to be like, oh, I know a person that got yeah. a gold medal. Like, it's I know, cool. It's awesome. Know? I was yeah. like, yep, I know her. I know yeah. her. But yeah, like maybe just remotely, but I know him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, Al, Al's a really good guy. So it was really cool watching watching him. Yeah. Um. So so now you you do now you're a paid track coach too. Mm-hmm. Do I always was wondering. What made you want to be a shot and disc coach? Or was it just uh, Sean just be like, hey, we need, we have an opening? They, they needed someone. Yeah. And, and I did discus. No, yeah, discus and shot put and javelin at school. So in school in Australia, I did everything. Like it's a very different sporting kind of system to here. So you can do anything. Put your hand up and whatever your parents are willing to drive you to, yeah. <laughs> you get to play that sport. <laughs> um, so I did those things at school well, a long, long, long time ago. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there was they needed someone and um, – I thought, you know, as long as everyone's okay with the fact that I don't know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay to do it. And so that's how I became it. And I like it. It's, it's different from anything I've ever done. It's a, it's a definite different skill set to teach them. And I'm learning a lot. Like I learn a lot from you on how to break it down and, you know, teach them the basic movements and, you know, then get them sort of going again. But I also like it because it's not necessarily um, kids that can run and, you know, do all yes. those things. It's, it's these kids that have an opportunity to compete. And, you know, I like that because I think everyone should be allowed to compete yeah. and want to compete. And I think that's what I like about cross country and track is that they're open to any kid. You want to do it, you, here's a spot for you on the team. Yeah. And so you want to, like for me, I want to make sure that those kids enjoy it and, you know, want to keep doing it. So My, my favorite things were when, when they would do really well. And um, they, you know, be a league champion, or or the one time we went, I took a Taj Pickett to the state meet, yeah. you know, and she got third there, and it's all cool and exciting. And then I could never get my best throwers to throw in high school. Oh, really? They like Taj played softball. She did oh, throw. Right. She did both. Um, Miller was really good, but he yeah. did rowing. Yeah, you know, I could never. They just for whatever reason, and and you know, it never made me upset because I would tell them like. Hey, you're doing something else. You know, you found what you like. And yeah. Miller, Miller, 
I've never seen someone so excited about something. <laughs> I mean, he's always excited. He's but excited he about everything. Loved <laughs> rowing. Yeah, he was and, really good at rowing. Yeah, and he he really took to it. And yeah. I told him, I was like, it's, I mean, it's it bums me out that you you didn't want to throw, but I'm glad that you found something else. Yeah. Or even I would always try to, you know, I thought Miller and his brother would be good football players, so I'd always try to get him to play football. And even this year, I saw his, uh, Miller's brother Sam. Yeah. He's in the band, and I saw him, and he made a comment. I was like, "Is your mom here?" And I said, "And he was like, yeah, she still won't let me play football." I go, "I know." You <laughs> won't let me play. No. Oh, that's really cute. No, they're they're good. They're good boys, as Eccles. But yeah. yeah. Miller Miller isn't is a fun kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was it was cool because there's at that age level there's in in even up into high school when you're playing a sport or coaching a sport there's kids who really want to be there and there's kids who really don't want to be yeah. there. And it's cool as a coach to try to figure out how can I coach everybody in this yeah. wide range. And make them all feel good. You know, like the kid that's doing really well versus the kid that's not. But, you know, even a little bit of improvement over the course of it to celebrate yeah. that is really cool. And you see some amazing things these kids do that you just mm -hmm. go, wow, that really blows you away. Like how they are with each other and mm -hmm. how they celebrate each and every one of them. Like that's what I really like seeing is that, you know, the kid that may not be as good as the kid that's really good and watching the others support them and cheer them on and encourage them. It, it's, you know, like my husband has this saying that sport is a great leveler. Huh. And it's like it doesn't matter who you are or what background, it's you're all the same, you know, when you're out there. And, you know, it, it transcends a lot. And, and I think that, you know, like I, I feel that at the junior high, getting them excited. And like you said, it doesn't matter what they do as long as they're doing something. Mm -hmm. You know, as long as they're playing a sport and moving and, you know, enjoying competition and, and enjoying pushing themselves and learning what that feels like, it's a skill that they can take anywhere. You know, and it sets you up for other things in life, you know, um, which I think is really cool. You know, and you see it in cross country teaching these kids how to push. And it, I imagine it's the same with footballers. Mm -hmm. Find your limit. And work out that you don't die. Yeah. <laughs> and it's pre feels pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I think that's what is really cool watching these kids get it, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, it's, I suppose, no matter what sport or what skill they're learning, it's like they, they suddenly have that aha moment of, oh, wow, I can do this. Yeah. And, you know, it does work for me. And it's, it's really cool watching them then take that and develop it and move forward. And yeah, I think that's why I love coaching kids. Yeah. And, and like you said, it's not just the athletic part of it, but how they are with their friends and, and maybe not. In some cases, not their friends and yeah. how they interact, and because we have this thing in common, you know, we can we can bond through this. Yeah. Or you know, I had I think it was my first year, I had a kid who was handicapped and had some disabilities, and I I couldn't be at both places all the time, so I was with the, the discus throwers, and I turn around because he was about to throw, and I was like, oh, I'll go go help him, and I looked at him, and the eighth grader was like, no, coach, we got it. You know, we're because we, I had coached these kids in football, so yeah. they knew who I was already. I go, Coach, we got it. Don't worry about it. You can stay over there. So then I just watched them help this kid. You know, and it, and it's cool to to see that stuff because not every junior high kid is gonna want to help somebody. Yeah, you know, and, and it was cool to see them. It was probably a group of four or five of them helping them and cheering them oh, on. That's and stuff, awesome. So yeah, and it makes me feel like okay, well, they understand coaching or they understand what I'm doing, and I'm doing something well where they. Yeah. You know, they want to do that too. Want to emulate that. Uh, it is lovely. Like I think my, my favorite story ever was when I was doing track the first year and um, there was a little kid that was always last. And his goal, he, one of his things he wanted to do was to not be last. And his friend, without saying anything to anyone, ran behind him. And I, like, I kind of like they were doing the mile, so it was four laps. And I kind of looked at him and went, what are you doing? Are you okay? Like I thought maybe he's yeah. hurt. And then I just saw him and I'm like, okay, now I know what you're yeah. doing. And I just... I was almost in tears going, this yeah. is lovely. He's just, he recognizes his friend and that the kid that, that finished and he didn't come last, he was just, the smile on his face was amazing. Yeah. And you just sit there and go, he did that all on his own. And mm. that's really lovely. And, and you just go, that, that's what, I think that's what makes coaching mm. worth it. Is you just see these kids do something that's just so lovely for their age. And, you know, you just go, oh, that's awesome. Because, you know, it's not just about winning. It's yeah. not just about that. And it's, you know, about building something in you that, you know, you can take later on and it's, uh, I think that's what I like it. And I see that in my adults too. You know, they're doing things that are hard and challenging and difficult and they're achieving those goals and it's it's awesome to see. And it's awesome to be a part of. Mm. Well, I know, you know, just even even when we lose, like try to, try to what we talked about with, with track, you know, you PR'd but you didn't win. But So even when you lose, you try to find – um, coaching moments yeah. in there to to say like this was this you did this well or hey here's 
here's what happened. Let's fix it. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes they do it themselves. And, and that's when you know they're like really into this thing and, yep. and can analyze stuff as you're going through whatever you're going through. Yeah. I always say to the, the, the kids, like, you've got an hour, you've got 30 minutes to be upset about it, and then yeah. we're going to move on and learn from it, you yeah. know. And so you give them a time limit. Say, it's not okay to be mad about this forever. You've got an hour. You can be mad about it. Say whatever you want. I don't care. And then we're going to move on. Yeah. And so learn from it because, you know, they're all learning moments and, and move on. And, you know, like, I think as an athlete, you have days where you're going to the Olympics, you think you're so good. <laughs> I'm so awesome at this. And then other days you go, oh my God, I'm quitting. This yeah, is terrible. You yeah. know, and I think, you know, being an athlete, I think I can relate to the kids like that and just go, you know what? It's a bad day. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, you have them. You're yeah. allowed to have them and, you know, just move on. And that be that such high and lows can just wear on a person yeah. too because it's it's they're so extreme. Yeah. It's so extreme and sometimes you're not prepared for that. Or if you are do, well, a good athlete, for a long time and then something happens and you're not anymore or there's a bad day that you haven't had in a while, it's it's like, man, what it's like can really wear on you because you're used to winning or doing being yeah. the best. And I think that that's where your coaches come in and, and mm-hmm. your skills come in as a coach is saying, you know, like, yeah, you had a bad day. That's okay. Yeah. You're allowed to have bad days. You know, like, you know, we're human, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and sometimes we that that stuff happens. But, you know, not letting not letting them dwell on it too long I think is is where the the good coach comes in and goes yeah let's learn from it let's talk about it let's learn from it let's not do it again you know and I think both in triathlon and and, you know the running and rowing it's like that's where you can sit there and be of value um to your athletes Mm -hmm. have you had any athletes that you coached um go on to be coaches themselves um in triathlon just in general oh yeah one of my one of my athletes um that i've been working with for a couple of years now she's just started as a triathlon coach so uh she actually just did an eight mile swim that was fun (laughs) wow (laughs) uh yeah epic she did so well so around um mackinac island where do you do that at yeah around mackinac island up north and uh yeah that was that was fun preparing her for that but yeah she's she's gone on to be a coach none of the kids but i think most of the kids are too young yet Mm -hmm. most of them are still in school the ones that i've been coaching um, so I, I know I, I've, I've worked with a hockey player up in Michigan that went on to play and I don't know if I'm going to say this right, NHL, <laughs> NA, NHL, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So yeah, that was really cool to see him get into that. So yeah. I, I, uh, the reason I asked is cause I, there's a, um, someone who, who joined our staff, uh, just a few weeks ago who graduated last year and he wants to volunteer coach. Oh, okay. And I always thought like for me, like he, we did something so well as coaches that now he wants to yeah. do it also. Uh, a, he likes football. Uh, he loves football, but now like this, I want wanting to coach made me feel like oh, I was I, yeah. I did something well. You did you something know? well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I never thought about that that way, but yeah, I suppose yeah. If they enjoy the experience, mm-hmm. then yeah, wanting to do it is is pretty cool. Yeah, and you know, coming back as a volunteer coach, I think that's where you, you know, like that's the right way to start. Yeah, to just say let me let me do what I can, get involved, and then. You know, go from there. That's that's how I t- that's how I started. I was a volunteer freshman football coach, and and just I didn't know exactly where I wanted to end up. Even uh, a couple years later, when I was, uh, they asked me to be the coach. Crew asked me to be the head freshman coach. I didn't know I wanted to be a head coach until yeah. that happened. And I'm like, oh man, this is awesome. I like yeah. being in charge. I like being the head head coach of this team, and and it's something I really enjoy doing. Just like you know, I coach the JV teams on Saturdays, and I get to be the coach out there. So oh, cool. it's it's doing all these things you don't know that you're gonna like. Yeah, you know. Maybe maybe I like mountain biking or maybe I like cross country skiing. I just never done it, you know. Yeah. But but that's why I, I always tell my kids like try everything. Yep, absolutely. try it all. Try whatever yep. you can, especially when you're little, and yeah. figure out what you want. Yep. No, and I think that's you know the, the experience you give them is just go and do it. And if you hate it, you hate it for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> the end yeah. of the world. You'll you'll live. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's how my daughter got into rowing. Um, she she tried all these different things and didn't really enjoy any of it. And mm-hmm. so we'd said to her because there was a learn to row program. Oh. And um, we said, go do it. If it's horrible, it's horrible for a week. And she's been doing it for four years now yeah. and she loves it. And yeah. she's, you know, looking to do it in college now. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. So, she, you know, you sit there and go, see, you know, you, I think if you don't push your kids a little bit into do mm. things that are hard, they might not find what they like doing. Oh, definitely. I mean, every, every kid likes to sit on the couch and yes. watch TV, right? <laughs> I like doing that. <laughs> or or sleeping, yeah. <laughs> but find those, find those extra things, yeah. you know. 
Uh, can you tell me a little bit more about your? You've mentioned it a few times about your your job now that you do the um, mentor. And what is it? What did you say? It was? So the company I work for is Athletic Mentors. Yeah. Um, and so up in Michigan, it was a really interesting story. So probably go back a little bit. I was actually in corporate training and development in Australia. That's that's what I did. I have a degree in psychology and, mm-hmm. and kind of worked in that um, human resources kind of world mostly training, you know, training adults about yeah. their jobs and stuff. And I really liked it and, it, you know, it was really enjoyable. And when we moved here, the, my kids were little. They were four and six. And so we decided that for the first six months at least I wouldn't work and kind of settle everybody in. And also the kids weren't at school. So, you know, not knowing childcare and everything. Oh, yeah. We yeah. sort of did that. And then when I started looking for work, um, it was either a lot of travel and I didn't want to do that or the money wasn't enough to pay for before and after school care and mm-hmm. summer programs. So – I always loved fitness. Like it was always something I did, but in Sydney you need two big incomes to live. (laughs) So I never did it. And so um, I went to the local gym and I started teaching spin classes and then I got into personal training and then I started up – I did a couch to 5K program similar to how I had started running. I used to use that app. Yeah, it's awesome. And I loved it and I I loved – watching again, watching these people achieve a goal. And I went, this is what I want to do. Like, I don't like personal training because I need goals. Okay, <laughs> like, yeah. I need them personally and I need there to be an end result for yeah. the people I coach. And so <laughs> I said to my, my, and I'd been started working with Mark um, as a, as his athlete and he was my coach. And I said, you know, how do I start up a triathlon program at the gym? You know, I want it. This is what I want to do. And so I ran a triathlon program at the gym and then Mark had said to me, do you want to come and work for us? Because we've just, they, they were kind of just expanding their business and they had won this contract to um, run the gyms at Striker. So, you know, the medical company, oh, yeah. it's big up in Michigan. So mm-hmm. um, I said, I'd love to. So I went and started working for Athletic Mentors and I got my certificate, my level one certificate and took on a few athletes um, to start training them while doing um we we ran the gym at striker so teaching classes and running seminars on nutrition and sport and running triathlon programs because everyone wanted to get into triathlon um and then the the company also had its own gym so we would run and it's a different kind of concept it's not like a gym you come into and no one talks to you it's what they call a coach gym so oh, there's okay. always people on deck to help you write your program and you know, um coach you through movements and stuff like that so it's not a huge gym but it's it's something that you can get a lot more personal experience yeah. and, and interaction with. And they also ran programs. So, so Mark is an ex-hockey um, hockey player. So he did a lot of summer hockey programs and worked with a lot of hockey kids. And I know nothing about hockey because it's ice hockey and that's foreign to me. <laughs> like hockey for me is grass and outside. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, so I learned a lot about – I remember going to my first hockey match going, yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on here. <laughs> That's right. A lot of Americans don't either. (laughs) I don't even know where the puck is my eyesight so bad (laughs) half the time. But I learned a lot about, you know, working with the the kids and stuff. And and we'd have like volleyball players and soccer players. And, you know, these kids would come in through the summer and you'd kind of run some programs with them. And it was a really cool experience. And and so, yeah, that's what I did up there. And so... As the kids got older, I, I took on more and more responsibility and then unfortunately we got moved down here. <laughs> so I don't, I don't do a lot. Like all I do with them now is um, triathlon and then every winter we run a swimming program and I go up there a couple of times and, and help out with that. Oh, okay. So I teach people how to swim in the open water and, you know, some skill sets for racing, working with triathletes for that and then just, you know, helping people, adults, adults to swim. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people, when they want to do triathlon, the swim is always the toughest mm-hmm. part. They don't know how to swim. And um, so I like, like watching people, you know, get over their fear of water and, you know, being able to be comfortable in, in the swim. Because if you can't do that, then your day's kind of ruined. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can't get out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that we run a, one of the um, uh, triathlon um, races up there, the Grand Rapids Triathlon. We do the um, it's a lot of the on-course training. And... I took over that a couple of years ago and, and so we do a swim. The week before the race, we do an on-course practice of the swim so mm-hmm. people get into the water for the first time. And I remember like – because I'm a bit blunt. So it's like you get a couple of people that the week before the race and they can't swim. Yeah. And so they get in the water and they freak out and they can't swim it. So I always go, mate, see that lady over there with the red hair? Go and tell her you're doing the duathlon now when the duathlon is just the run in the bike. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> he goes, why? I'm like, because, mate, you're not getting in the water. <laughs> And he's like, okay. And so Laurie goes, I love it when you're here because I get all these people going, um, the lady with the weird accent told me I can't swim. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah. Well, well yeah. Cause, I mean, I think getting in the water is the easier part. But like you said, getting out, is, oh, they do. It ain't happening. People panic, right. and it's it's really tough. And and you know, so we, and I, I'm getting, I think more, more good. That's not the right word, but better at telling people. You know, you need to learn how to swim mm. because if your day is over, if you've just paid 600 bucks and you can't make it out of the water, that's yeah. terrible. You yeah. know, like, so I'm, I'm getting better at saying work on the swimming. Mm. You know, you need to be, you don't have to be perfect technique wise, but you have to be relaxed because, you know, you're going to waste a lot of energy freaking out and your whole day is on the back foot if you do that in the swim. And yeah. so a lot of it is just about getting people to relax and, you know, enjoy, you know, when, when my best compliment is when my athletes go I really enjoyed the swim hmm. you know I don't care how their time was but if they got out of that water and said I really enjoyed the swim I'm like yep we're on the right track yeah because yeah. once you get that getting them faster is easy okay. but if you can't enjoy the swim and relax in it there's no point <laughs> trying to get them faster because they're, they're just going to fight it yeah so you know if you get them relaxed and get them to enjoy the swim then you can work on improving and I've had lots of athletes that you get to that point and they're like, okay, now we can make you faster. Mm-hmm. So so when you say that you do work with athletes remotely, that wasn't because of COVID. That's just because that's what you do. Yeah, it's because I'm, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm down here. And, and all my athletes um, are coming from Athletic Mentors, which are up in Michigan. So, And you can do it these days with FaceTime oh, yeah. and, and Zoom and videos. And like there's so many apps I can go, you, you know, Swim, give me some video, no matter what it looks like, and I can put it into my program, and then I can slow it down, and I can voice over oh, it, and I can okay. send it back, and they can see, okay, this is what I want you to work on, and do that. And then the tr- the Training Peak software that we use is all remote, so you know it's an app on your phone, oh, it's okay. on the computer. So I, I put their programs in there, and yeah. they, they just look at it, and then once they finished, it uploads, and I can see all their data. So mm-hmm. I can see how what their pace is for the swim. I can see when they've stopped it and sat on the wall for too long. <laughs> you know, you can see all their data for their run and their bike. It, it's amazing. So, you know, like that – I mean, if they wanted someone that, you know, um, goes out and runs and rides with them, then I'm not the person because I'm not there. But mm. most people don't want that. They just want someone to be on their – you know, put the program in for that so they don't have to think about it and then make sure they're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day. And, I think that's the hardest part for people is like, hey, yeah. I want to do this stuff, but then I'm going to wake up at 4 – and do it, and then you set an alarm, and you're like, nope, tomorrow. No. Yeah, I, I'm very lucky. Most of my athletes are pretty good. Like, I don't have to, um, you know, go, what, you know, what's going on? And I have had athletes that it's just been hard to get them to do stuff. And when I lived in Michigan, saying, okay, I'm meeting you here at 8 o'clock, and we're riding together because this is the only way I'm going to oh, get you to do yeah. it. And it's frustrating because typically you're not doing your program. Like, so if I'm supposed to ride at a certain pace or a certain power, if I'm riding with them, I'm not doing it. Yeah. But as a coach, it's like, well, this is the only way they're going to do it. I don't want them to not finish their race. And so you, you, there's a little bit of struggle like that. But I think as I've, as I've developed, I'm really good about upfront going, you will do this. Yeah. <laughs> or you will be getting a message from me going, why haven't you done this? And the answer better be I'm sick or I'm injured. <laughs> Has there ever been a time where, where you said this isn't working out between yeah. us? Yep. I've had, I've, I've had an athlete that um, – lovely, lovely guy, um, but – I think it was better for him to spend his money focusing on um, getting his health sorted before he started wanting to do races. And so that was a difficult conversation to say, I just think you need to find a nutritionist or something like that to work on what you're eating and and diet before we work about, you know, trying to do an Ironman. He was, you know, lovely guy. He was overweight. It just, it just wasn't the right thing for him to do. Well, I would say I would imagine people coming to you are, are already into all this stuff and they're just trying to fine-tune stuff or is it – Yes, different. Different people. It, okay. um, most of the time if you're going to get a coach, it's because you're ready to step up to the distances. You okay. don't typically get people coming into triathlon. And we do programs for beginners. So we, we'll run a program how to triathlon, you know, how to do a triathlon. And, and so that's kind of more of a group thing. Uh-huh. Individually based, it's typically athletes that are – either wanting to go faster at a shorter distance or wanting to do the longer distances. Okay. So, and, and because there's so many pieces to longer distance racing, having someone that um, has done them and knows what they're doing makes the coach valuable. Yeah. Because you don't have to sit there and go. And, and the guy that just did his first, you know, you, you just forget how little people know because they've never done it before. So, you know, things like, you know, it's kind of weird. Like you have all these bags that you're supposed to put your stuff in. And if you don't know which bag's supposed to go in which stuff, it's like, so walking them through and going, okay, in this bag, you're going to do this. And this oh, is what you're okay. going to do at a race day. And I think, you know, that's the value of a coach on, on race day is that if you've been there and done it, you know exactly what to do and you can help them through it. And, and so they can ask you questions. And mm-hmm. so I think, you know, that's been really good. 
Well, of all the the things you do and coach, what's what's the what's a your favorite thing? My favorite thing, um, even if it's something you do or or you know nothing not necessary coaching wise, but um, in terms of anything, oh. like 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 if you were to um, say today, like if you if you had nothing going on, I want to do this thing because this is the, my favorite thing I do. I go ride my bike. Yeah. Yeah. I've become a real bike snob. <laughs> bike snob. Yeah. I like my bike and I like a good bike. And it's funny, like, you know, I, I have girlfriends like, oh, you know, I really want diamonds and stuff for my husband. I'm like, I want carbon fiber. <laughs> carbon fiber ring? No. Yeah, no, oh, I want carbon yeah. fiber bike. Yeah. Yep, yep. That's what I want. And, you know, he's, I'm really lucky that he's, he loves it. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's a really challenging, time consuming, expensive thing to do. Oh, sure. And yeah. Having someone that, does it, but also understands that, yeah, I need that. <laughs> I know it's that much money, but I still need it, and it's pretty. So can I have it? Yeah, well, you can say that same thing about the about a ring. Yes, so, yeah, true. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't want diamonds. I want yeah. carbon fiber. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and an entry into a nice race. <laughs> All right, Michelle. Well, well, thanks for coming on. It was when I saw that you competed, I was like, man, I, I want to talk to her uh-huh. about that. Because it isn't, um, like I said, it isn't something that – you, everybody knows someone who did it, you yeah. know, so it's cool. And, you know, I had had fun working with you and, you know, kind of coaching you about being a, a shot and disc coach. You did it, a lot. It, it was good. It's fun. <laughs> well, thank, I, it, it's fun to, because I, I know how excited you were about it. And it makes me like, okay, because it was hard to say, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. And for someone to come in and be as excited as, as I was about it and, and want to learn and want the athletes to do well, it, it made me feel good that 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 it was okay to, to step away. Yeah, you know, no, it so. was good. And I appreciate the help that, that you gave and still give when I have my weird questions. <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? Um, painting lines and all. <laughs> it's all good. Well, all that is fun. And that's why I still, I'm still there because it is fun to me. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, just being with the kids and, and, and watching them do things and helping out. Like, you know, if... If I, I like helping out track meets if I'm able to, you know, yeah. all that stuff is, is fun. And that's, I mean, that's why we do it. Yep, you know? it is. I think it is. It's just that enjoyment that you get from just watching these kids, you know. And, I, you know, it's, it's something I'm hoping that I can keep doing for as long as I, as long as I can. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. All right. But thanks. Thank you so much. Thanks to Petersburg coach of several sports, Michelle Dalton, for being on the podcast. Her running that Ironman uh, like I said at the end, it's I saw that she'd completed that, and I was like, man, I I really need to talk to her. So I, she went pretty in depth with that, and then how she trains and coaching coaching other people to do it too. Uh, it was really fascinating. So hopefully, everyone enjoyed that uh, that episode. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. It means the world to me. If we can get this podcast off the ground and running, you don't have to share the whole all the episodes. Just share one you like. Uh, one podcast, uh, if you share one, could turn into a subscriber down the road. So any little bit helps. Uh, my my Gmail is the nerdballpodcast at gmail.com. I'm on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Find me at Twitter at the Nerdball Pod. Instagram is the Nerdball Podcast, and Facebook is a page at the Nerdball Podcast. Thanks to Real JP Multimedia, Cut of Fish Graphics, Perrysburg Junior High STEM and Big Daddy Graphics for helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.